the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Good day. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing in more. What you want to talk about today? Jobs report? Stock market? Got a little bit of everything for you, for sure. If you want to get your call on it. Air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Yesterday, CFP Chad Burton was on, and uh, I guess he said something that pissed someone off, because he got two or three pieces of hate mail. <laughs> I love the cowards who send in a hate mail. Say what? I really like your show, but I disagree with what the guest said, so I'm not going to listen to him for again. <laughs> cowards. Love people who do stuff like that. There's someone that doesn't agree with me, so I'm never going to do it again. Okay. The day before, he was a smart guest, and then he just happened to say something you don't agree with politically. And I, I don't get people. So, 800-516-1220, each calls on the air. U.S. employers added a solid 161,000 jobs. The S&P 500 is on an eight-session losing streak, which it hasn't done since late 2008, which, if you take a look Back, the stock market was about in collapse. When times were a lot more trying than they are today, you go 2008, today, I don't get it. Still, it's pretty fair to say right now that things are trying for a variety of reasons um, to claw a little bit back. Fighting their way back, so to speak. Taking a look at the market numbers, nothing exciting. A little bit higher, a little bit lower. Um, so nothing going on there. The election uncertainty is probably the biggest reason. And gosh, doesn't it seem like it, it can't be that uncertain? There's a loss of leadership on Wall Street for me. There's a lot of volatility in the currency markets. Um, 
weak guidance from industrial companies. Central bank posturing. So there's a lot of kind of confluences coming together that are making people scratch their heads going, like, this isn't good, is it? There's a sinking oil price. There's big fat valuation concerns. There's rising long-term rates. There's very poor technical posture of the major indices. So if we don't find one reason to be negative, you could look at 15 other reasons to be negative right now. What you'd probably like to see come back is guidance, probably maybe a stabilization in currency, maybe some leadership. So we're coming out of earnings season. So that's third quarter. Check. First quarter in the book, second quarter in the book, third quarter in the books. Now we start talking about, I wonder how the holiday season is going to be. Is it going to live up to expectations? Is it not going to live up to expectations? A lot of retailer, retailers are doing their thing in, in this time of year. Um, so we're wrapping up the year. We're talking about charitable giving at the end of the year. We're talking about, have you maxed out your 401k? We're talking about, you know, have you funded an IRA yet? Non-farm payrolls and private sector payrolls, both below expectations. But the October employment report, once again, it's a bit of a mix. I wish it was like rock, paper, scissors, and you know, rock, beat, scissors. I wish it was that easy. It's not today. Key takeaway from the report is that it should be regarded as a trigger for a rate hike for the December FOMC meeting. Maybe a lot of the things that we've been talking about, why the markets had an eight-session losing streak, is because people are starting to look to December and saying, oh, I guess you're right. The Fed's probably going to raise interest rates. And I still don't know. I have some assumptions. I have some beliefs. I have some theories of what's going to happen. Will the market look at it as, well, they're raising rates. That must mean the economy is doing better. They must have enough proof that the economy is doing better. Or is it they're raising rates... Now the easy money is gone. Have you ever been at a party where there's like a really good punch, if you know what I'm saying? It's probably been spiked with something, if you know what I've been saying. And you're enjoying it and your buzz is like really, really good, if you know what I'm saying. And then you turn around and it's gone. Someone took the freaking fragging punch bowl away. That's the low interest rates. The Federal Reserve keeping interest rates really low. Corporations are like, hey, I'm having a good time. You having a good time, mortgage rates? Oh, I'm having a good time. Things are super low over here. How about corporate bonds? Oh, my yields just, holy mackerel, this is good. These are good times, come on. Or is it celebrate good times? Celebrate good times, come on. I always try to weave the musical selection in early to say that I've done it. You can't say that I haven't done it. You can't say that I didn't try hard. But maybe that's what's happening right now with the stock market is where's the punch bowl? Where's the low interest rates? That's that's probably what I'm buying. I don't buy that it's the election. Maybe a little bit. You know, I, I don't live in Appaloosa, wherever Appaloosa is. Can't find Appaloosa on a map. Maybe even not even be on a map. If you ever want to do a fun um, thing at lunch with your coworkers, 
write down as many states as you can. See how many you can get. Most people can't get above 42. 42 to 44 is pretty good. 44 is pretty good. Okay, so what else do we have here? If you take a look inside the employment report, is that average hourly earnings were up 2.8% year over year. That's the strongest pace since June 2009, so a little bit of wage inflation going on. If you take a look at it, unemployment rate was 4.9% versus 5% in September. Persons unemployed for 27 weeks or more account for about 25.2% of the unemployed versus 24.9% in September. Hmm. Average hourly working, average hourly work earnings up four tenths of a percent versus up three tenths of a percent in September. So you kind of look at that and you're like, okay, it's not, it's not blow up, up big kind of numbers. It's kind of status quo. So we're at full employment or close to full employment is the thought. Starbucks had a quarter. You could invest in Starbucks. That's what I love. I love that simple concept for the average person. You could invest in Starbucks. They beat on expectations. I think they're going to have a green cup this year. So all the Christmas lovers are going to be like, you non-Christmas lovers, you've ruined Christmas by making the red cup become a green cup. Well, green's kind of a Christmas color, right? We're going to get to that. People are going to fight over the color of the cup of Starbucks. Revenue jumped 16%. Not a bad number. You can invest in Starbucks. Everyone should invest in Starbucks. If you're going to invest in nothing, start there. So you kind of get the concept of, oh, I get it. Investing's a nice thing. It doesn't have to be speculative and crazy. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. i got a big event coming up on November 17th in Palo Alto. Two events, a lunch event and an evening event. You can sign up for it at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. KDOW. It's the Friday Ice Report. Friday Ice Report. Old time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. yeah. Your San Jose Barracuda hockey update. It's time to talk a little hockey. Super excited. Joining me now, Tom Carthy from the San Jose Barracuda, who have games this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, at the SAP Center. They're both afternoon matinees, one at one fifteen, one at 3. How you doing, John? Good. How you doing? Good. People can still get tickets at sjbarracuda.com. That's sjbarracuda.com. You're year two in the SAP Center. How are you liking it so far? Yeah, it's been great. Um, you know, we're, we're only there's only one other uh, organization that has their uh, minor league affiliate playing in the same building, and that's Winnipeg. Um, so it's good. You know, there's uh, seems to be a lot of movement um, as far as guys going up and getting getting a game or two in the NHL, um, which is great for for prospects to develop. I believe you're the captain this year again, right? Yep, I am. Yep. So what's that like being named captain of a AHL affiliate team to the NHL? You're 
pretty pretty much a stud in a good way, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's um, you know, we particularly this year we have a uh, very young team. We have, I think, we have something like twelve rookies, which is almost unheard of in the AHL. But um, it's it, it's it's an honor, and uh, you know, it's going to be a fun job this year, particularly because we do have so many young guys that are, you know, this is their first year, and they're still trying to kind of figure out how to make the jump from uh, from junior college to the pro level. So. Um, it, it's going to be an exciting year. It is going to be an exciting year. You, like you said, you've got a lot of rookies this year, and um, I'm at the Barracuda website right now, SJ Barracuda, and I see that Godoblin is having a, an amazing year, amazing start. He must be a lot of fun to play with. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's uh, he's very very gifted offensively, and uh, you know he can put the puck in the net and he can make plays too. He can set other people up around him. So, um, and he's got a couple of good line mates that he's playing with right now. Um, so it, they're fun to watch out there. They really are. So tell me a little bit more about your background. I think last year we learned you were um, from the East Coast. Yeah, so this is actually my eighth year in the uh, San Jose organization. Um, so I played in Worcester for, I was up and down between the Sharks and the Worcester Sharks, which is where this minor league team used to be um, for five years. And then I, I actually signed with the St. Louis Blues for one year and uh, played for their minor league affiliate, which is the Chicago Wolves. And I actually ended up getting traded back to Worcester that season. So I've actually played in this um, organization for parts of eight seasons. So, um, you know, I I know the organization well, and, you know, um, we get along well. And uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's an honor to be named captain. Very cool. What else can you tell me about how the season's going so far? Um, well, we're still pretty, we're still pretty fresh. Um, this will be our fifth game coming up. So we, uh, we start the season kind of slow. We've only played four games. It's been about three weeks, but, uh, after this weekend, we go on a, uh, about a 10 day road trip, which is good. Um, particularly early in the season to, uh, kind of build team chemistry, especially with all the young guys we got. So, um, I think that'll be, that'll be good for us. And, uh, you know, we got, the way we play, we're, we're a fast team. We're, uh, you know, a lot of, we're not overly big or physical. Um, but, you know, we got a lot of speed and we got a lot of skill. So, you know, we're never really out of a game. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to be an exciting year to uh, kind of see what we can put together. Thanks for joining me, John. It's John McCarthy from the San Jose Barracuda. You can find him at sjbarracuda.com. That's sjbarracuda.com. I really, really enjoy the Barracuda experience. And I'm not saying that just to say that. I love any hockey. I could watch six-year-olds play. But when you're watching AHL professionals, they're one step from the NHL. They're NHL quality. Uh, Not 99%, but they're pretty darn close. And they're young, and they're trying to crack through, and there's rookies. And they're putting out their best. And the the chemistry that you see there, you know, by the time they get to the NHL, the people who are from, like, the Czechoslovakia, they can actually speak a little bit of English. But right now, not so much. Um, thanks, John. Um, it's so fun to watch, and it's it's such a family-oriented sport. Uh, for the Barracuda, you can get four tickets, you can get food, you, you can get in and out pretty cheap. And I didn't know there were only uh, two teams in the, NA, uh, the HL that play in the NHL facilities, them in Winnipeg. I think it's pretty cool. So you get the SAP Center. You don't have to go to the Cal Palace, which... 
wasn't the nicest experience. <laughs> you don't have to go to an AHL building that not always is as well kept up as the NHL facilities. You get the food, you get the parking, you get the 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 short uh, urinal lines. It's uh, they close off the top sections. They're not trying to sell at eighteen thousand. They're trying to sell at eight thousand, and it's a fun environment. Every seat's a good seat. So and it'll make you want to when you go to an NHL game. You'll be like, I wish I could afford the seats down there that I could afford for the Barracuda. Uh, super fun. So everyone try to get out this weekend. Two games, Saturday and Sunday. You can sign up at, not sign up, but you can get tickets at sjbarracuda.com. That's sjbarracuda.com. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air here. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about today. Money, investing, and more. I already mentioned that Starbucks had a great quarter company that didn't have a good quarter is GoPro. Now, GoPro is moving into the holiday season. They're a $10.50 stock. They had a high of around $75.85. It's broken. It's dilapidated. It's a camera company. Now, I'm not a surfer. I'm not a skateboarder. I'm not an adventure guy. Um, if I were to put a GoPro on, you'd be like, Wow, you live a pretty boring life. You read a lot of research. Uh, wow, you're on phone calls all day long. You don't want to put a GoPro on me. But at the same time, to me, a GoPro is a camera. It's nothing more. It's it's a camera. Now, I know there's a GoPro channel. If you've ever taken a flight on, I think it's Virgin, Virgin America, they've got TVs built in, and one of the channels that they give you is the GoPro on and some of the GoPro videos are amazing. They put a GoPro on a dog, and he's running around the beach, and he's the happiest dog ever, and everyone's smiling. And then you see him, he's missing a leg, or he's missing two legs. And you're like, oh, that's so, oh. And then there's the guy who's on a mountain bike who's going down the side of a mountain 12,000 feet up on maybe something the size of six inches wide. If he moves too far left, too far right, he plummets to his death. And he's on a bike going down 35 miles an hour. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so GoPro's struggling. But who else is struggling? Fitbit. Both of them have had a nasty week this week. And they're both, I would refer to them as story stocks. Um, I had a Fitbit. Had it for a month. Never, two months maybe. And then I'm like, I'm tired of charging this thing. I'm tired of looking at my wrist. Who cares how many steps I've taken? Um... I know it can help, but at the same time, like they're both gadgets, and it shows you how competitive the world is because they both were once high flying and they both both crashed hard. And the landing's not smooth. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Always got an event coming up. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. Check out the sharks, the barracudas. Uh, sjbarracuda.com. That's sjbarracuda.com. It is a great experience. Two games this weekend. Great stocking stuffers for January and February uh, when the hockey season really heats up. We'll talk soon.
Law Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money invested in more. To the point that I'll actually talk San Jose Barracuda. That's pretty cool that they're a hockey team affiliated with our radio station. We broadcast their games on AM 1220 KDOW. We are the official flagship. You can get tickets at sjbarracuda.com. It's just jbarracuda.com. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. How are you, Mr. Burton? Doing well, Mr. Black. So yesterday you got some hate mail for uh, talking about Clinton's charity. <laughs> you, you've gotten really? as much hate mail as I've gotten this year for talking about Prop 13. <laughs> oh, so what? One or two? Three. That's, oh, three. Excellent. Excellent. Um, well, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, I don't, I don't want either one of these people to be president. I think they're both horrible. So, And if you just do a little research of, like I said, the, the fruit of the tree. and Stop, stop, matter. stop, stop, stop. I, I mean, you bad fact, hombre, stop, stop. <laughs> All right, we'll go on to an actual topic then. How about that? Sounds good. Let's talk about um, required minimum distributions. I talked a little bit about this yesterday that you got to do a little bit of math in retirement, and that's not the easiest time to be doing math, or not in retirement, but in old age. Yeah, and that's you know one of the issues that I have is that this tax code is such a disaster right now um, that it, it makes it difficult for people to be retired between knowing the rules of when you have to sign up for Medicare, um, what happens if you have a group plan versus not, if you're still working over 65, penalties for making too much, especially the year you retire. Um, and then, then you get 70 and a half, and the rules become even more confusing, where by April 1st of the year following your 70 and a half birthday. So uh-huh. put that on your calendar, Rob. Do you know when that date is? I don't have a clue in the world. I know. It takes a little while to calculate. So by April 1st of the year following your 70 and a half birthday, you have to take your first required minimum distribution. Now, if everything's in IRAs, you can just add up all your IRAs and you take the, the, the December 31st value of the prior year. So if you're in 2016 and you're trying to say, okay, I have to take a required minimum distribution, you have to get all of your 1231-15 balances and do some math. And you can take it, if everything's in IRAs, you can take it out of just one IRA. But if you have an IRA, a 403B, a 401K, and they're all spread out, you have to take one out of each one. So the rules become really, really tough to deal with when you're retired. And by the way, if you wait till April 1st of the year following your 70 half birthday, you have to take two that year. So most of the time, it's better for people to take one right when they're 70 and a half and then take the one the next year. Um, I mean, it's, it's even hard to explain just on radio. You can go to uh, different websites that... And, I mean, the math is, is even more confusing once you get to the point where you're 70. So if you're if you're going to be 70 this year, 70 and a half this year, um, then the equation you take your 1231.15 values and divide it by 27.4. The next year you divide it by 26.5, and the following year 25.6, and that's how much you have to take out each year. So the, I mean, the math, the equations don't even make sense. It's like you know, who you can't. It's just pulled out of thin air. Now, but, wait, wait. I understand you do this for a living. As a financial planner, you've got the software that can da 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 like spit it out. Mm-hmm. 
do Fidelity, does Vanguard, does TD Ameritrade, do they help people who don't have financial planners figure this out, or is, there, is that crossing a line? Nope. Um, so they'll take, on an account-by-account basis, there will be a tab that you can click, and it'll show you what your required minimum distribution for the year is and how much you've taken so far. Um, so there is some help on most decently, you know, the brokerage firms like TD Ameritrade, Schwab, and Fidelity. Uh, but if people have, you know, IRA annuities all over the place that they've, you know, gone to the insurance guys and uh, and the accounts spread everywhere between banks, it, it makes it even more difficult. So that's a call for consolidation once you are retired, so you can help track that number. I like it. So how about funding an IRA? What do we need to know as the year winds down, as we march to December 31st? Well, before I do that, too, I want to just point out to people that are charitably inclined. And, um, you know, they're lucky enough in life to have enough income from their dividends from their stocks, their real estate income, their pensions, their businesses, or whatever. And they get to that point of 70 and a half, and they've got these IRAs that, you know what, I'll probably never spend it. I'll probably leave it to my kids. And they have to start taking these required minimum distributions and paying taxes on this money. You can gift up to $100,000 of your required minimum distributions directly to charities. Um, but the way that you do that, you actually have to get specific forms from your custodian. So if your IRA is at TD or Vanguard or Schwab or Fidelity or wherever, they'll have a charitable rollover form for your required minimum distribution. So again, if it, it's a great way for people if they constantly give to charity um, giving either appreciated stock or if they're over 70 and a half, directly giving their required minimum distributions to charity and avoiding the taxation on it. It's, it's really a great option, and we need to hope, you know, the last couple of years, Rob, it's barely made it through Congress at the last minute. Luckily, this year, Paul Ryan got it passed in back in September, so it's good for 2016. Um, but it, it's such a great benefit for charitable organizations. So good. think about that as you're doing your tax planning. I'm with you on that. Um, switch, switching the gears to the IRA in the end of the uh-huh. year. It's coming up. An IRA is an individual retirement account. Um, there's many flavors of IRAs. SEP IRAs, uh, spousal IRAs, IRA IRAs, Roth IRAs. Uh, what do we need to know about IRAs as we head towards retirement or head towards well, the most year? Of the time, most of the time, people in terms of funding IRAs will want to wait until after the end of the year to fund them. You have until April 15th of the following year, so you have until April 15th of 2017 to fund your IRA for 2016. Um, And most people that are bumping up against different income limits need to wait to do a preliminary tax return to see are they eligible for a deductible, a Roth, or a non-deductible IRA to figure out how to account for it. Um, Those that always know they're always eligible for the Roth because they're well under $190,000 just gross income for a joint couple, for example. Uh, they can fund it throughout the year, or if they see a nice market correction, what a great time to fund it. So, so know your situation. If you're always, always eligible, then you see a nice market correction, you might say, hey, I'm going to fund it now instead of waiting until next year. Um, but if you're always bumping up against income limits and you're changing every year, which, you can, which type you can do, uh, then wait and wait for your CPA to tell you which one. Um, but if you have a 401k at work or you're self-employed and you haven't done a plan yet, Look at an individual 401k, and those 401k plans, your $18,000 deferral has to be in by 1231-16. If you're 50 or older by the end of the year, you have an extra $6,000 contra- uh, catch-up contribution. That's 24000 and you want to try to get that 
in before the end of the year. And no matter really who you are, you should still be meeting with your CPA before the end of the year to do some tax planning instead of waiting until it's too late. That sounds good. A lot, lot going on. It's like yeah, it's busy time of year for sure. Busy time of the year. You're like so wanting to shut down, but there's little things that you can do to make yourself a little wealthier, have a little more income uh, towards the end of the year, a little bit of financial planning. You can find out more about Chad at newfocusfinancial.com, and we always have events coming up you can sign up for at newfocusfinancial.com. Now let's talk a little bit about CPAs, uh, certified public accountants, and actually meeting them. So a lot of people only do their CPAs. They save their receipts. They uh, save all their tax forms. They see him sometime in the new year and say, here, do my taxes before April 15th. Right. So why do you want to actually meet a CPA? Well, and when you start dealing with a lot of different issues, especially if you're at work and you have employee stock purchase programs, you have uh, more and more grants for restricted shares or RSUs, you have non-qualified stock options, incentive stock options, tax returns can become lumpy. In other words, you have income that can float from one year to the other depending on when you exercise these things. And Californians have a big problem with AMT tax, alternative minimum taxable income. And all of these options, you know, it's an issue. And so if you go to your CPA after the end of the year, it's more of a woulda, shoulda, coulda conversation versus a here's what you need to do. Um, A big one is if anybody has incentive stock options that they exercise this year and they've dropped in value drastically, you need to find out if you're subject to AMT tax. Because if you are, you have the ability to sell those shares before the end of the year and wipe out your AMT tax. Um, a lot of people might have been married throughout the year, and once you get married, there are certain penalties. So if you didn't withhold enough, or you might, because you might be now be subject to the higher Medicare tax and higher capital gains and, and income tax, you need to know that before the end of the year, and, and you need to be able to make a payment by January 15th of 2017. And then if you're retired, one of the most important things is should you be considering Roth IRA conversions between retirement age and age 69 um, because you're always going to pay taxes on that money. And if you're always going to be at the same bracket, you might as well convert a little bit out each year out of your existing bracket, put it into a Roth IRA for tax-free growth for the rest of your life, and it will actually reduce your required minimum distributions that we talked about at the top of the segment uh, and that tax problem that comes along with it. Sounds good. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. He and I will be doing an event coming up in the middle of uh, November, a lunch event in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge for income and retirement, and then an evening event for wealth preservation retirement planning. It's our last two events of the year. They're very separate events. Lunch is included in the morning, in the afternoon event from 11 to 2 and 11 to 1. So there's a lot of information you can find out at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. It's November 17th in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Two events, one 11 to 1 and one at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Going to be at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge November 17th from 11 to 1. Talking about 10 pillars of retirement income. And then in the evening from 6.30 to 8.30, going to do a two-hour event. Then instead of the typical three-hour event, you can sign up. Same place, same location for both. Um, Palo Alto's Elks Lodge. Sign up at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. So the final economic report came in for on jobs heading into the election, and there was nothing horrible. So that's a check for Hillary Clinton. If the economy goes bad, it could ruin a presidency in the re-election year. It went bad on George W. Bush. So he might have got re-elected had jobs been okay. But Bill Clinton was able to say, look, America's struggling. That's a pretty normal thing. People vote a lot of times with their wallet or with their checkbook is the, the right way of saying it. The Fed has everything that it needs now for a rate hike in December. It's coming. And if it doesn't come, that means something bad's happened between now and then, which no one is expecting. Again, there can be some short-term things like terrorism, some shocks to the systems like pipelines blowing up and gasoline prices going higher end or lower, things along those lines. Um, long story short, we look like we're in kind of cruise-controlled higher rates. So GoPro came out with horrible numbers, as did Fitbit. Once again, going to show you that just really cool things in of themselves shouldn't be invested in. You're looking for a business model. You're looking for a history. The companies came public, and you're like, I like IPOs. My brother made a lot of money on an IPO called Microsoft. The Microsoft IPOs are few and far between. The Googles are few and far between. The Facebooks few and far between. Um, it's a lot like, I'm going to say, restaurants. A lot of them fail. And, wow, the restaurant business has got some interesting business models. So not a lot of profit margins. Very, very thin operating margins in restaurants. And it doesn't take a lot to piss you off and never want to ever go back again. So they, they face that in the world of competition. Anything that you want to talk about today, we could talk about money, investing, and more. Um, one of the things that I come back to again and again and again is this really should be your show. Um, not my show and anything that you really think might help you. Don't be shy to ask. Um, that's the only way you get what you ask, get what you need is you ask for it. So anything that you want is there. Um, we are moving into shopping season. I keep coming back to, I think Mark Cuban's a pretty smart guy. Some of the things that he says, pretty smart. He talked about a couple of years ago, the NFL, and they're putting on too many football games. And he said it's, it's going to cause them to crash. He said football should stay kind of a Saturday and Sunday thing and Monday night football. Monday night football got into prime time. And you go back into the, you know, the 90s and you see that networks were afraid of Monday night football. It's a guy's night to watch TV. So they would put on female shows, really, really female-oriented shows, to compete with Monday Night Football. And then Monday Night Football started coming on Thursday nights. Wasn't that, isn't that NBC's comedy night? Who the, is the NFL to do that? There's some Saturday games. And it's their ratings are going down. And he thinks it's because they've oversaturated. 
and turn something that was once very unique into something that's very commonplace. And the very unique games, when they were special, they were amazing. I remember growing up watching a Green Bay Packer Denver game, and it was in the snow. Um, and it was horrific. The first kickoff, Green Bay kicks off, Denver runs back for a touchdown. And it's like, oh, it's going to be, they're going to be, their backs are at it for the whole night long. And I remember a 48-47 Green Bay Packer victory on a Monday night against the Washington Redskins, where it was just, who's going to be the last one of the balls going to win? And then, oh, now it's Thursday, now it's Saturday, now it's Sunday. There's just too much of it. So Cuban says some smart things, in my opinion. He predicted the collapse of the NFL. Will it collapse? Probably not. It's a very powerful word. Have we hit peak spending on football? Probably not. But the fact that, in, that football went from, you know, just CBS and Fox, or at one point in time, CBS and NBC, to CBS, Fox, ESPN, TNT, uh, there's too much of it now. Too many options. It's not special. It's not unique. Like uh, when you have a loved one who does something special for you once a year, it's like, whoa, I got the head rub. Um, when, you know, the sugar booger pulls out the heating pad and gives you a massage. It's special. If it happens every day, you're like, yes, I deserve this. I'm the king. Please give me a head rub. I adore you. Um, so you have to have some specialty. And Okay, back to really why I wanted to talk about Mark Cuban this segment is it's that time of year where if you're going to buy a phone any time this year, buy it on Black Friday. It's the time of year where if you're going to get uh, pots and pans, if you're looking at a new set of all clad, never pay full price. There's a Black Friday coming around. And there's different types of Black Fridays. Macy's has a once-a-year sale where it's 50% off, sometimes up to 75% off things. That's pretty good. So Cuban says if you're going to spend, spend then. Because you can get what things that you're going to have to have pretty darn cheap. Um, and it's pretty American. It's something I like about uh, Cuban enormously. So... Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. The big headline today were the jobs numbers were fine. And I can say that's a check for Hillary Clinton. If there was a horrible number, it probably could have hurt her. But I could also tell you it's a check for the economy. And as long as we have jobs, we have paychecks. And as long as we have paychecks, we tend to spend them. I think I told you yesterday, someone in radio I used to know, flashed a $5,500 Rolex watch, not Rolex watch, but a watch on Facebook that he wants to buy. People are stupid. They'll spend their whole paycheck all the time. All you zombies love your shopping. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.